because we've got to we've got to change something. It can't just continue to be, you know. Well, it's good effort. We outshot them. We had lots of chances. We're still losing. So we got to find a way to win. Well, that is the uh, that that's a statement there. The, the the it really is a who's hot and who's not. And I'm talking local, regional, national. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Jack Michael Show. Derek Hansen in studio. It is the uh, Monday after the weekend. We've got a lot to unpack today. The text club is open at three five two seven zero three five two seven zero. I'm already going to throw my my question out today. And then we'll eventually probably get into it when we maybe recap some of the MSHSL prep bowl. But I'm already going to throw the question out. Whether you have been a part of it or witnessed it or don't have a pony in the race, what is the most heartbreaking defeat you have seen in terms of of the context of the, the size of a game? Derek might be know where I'm going with this, but what is the most heartbreaking defeat you have uh, witnessed and or been a, been a part of? Or maybe you weren't even a part of it. You were just taking it in that uh, that you have seen uh, there, you know, in, in relative to the context of the game. Because regular season, you win some, you lose some. But the context of a game, Olympics, NBA Finals, high school state championship, you know, horseshoes. I don't know. Whatever it is. That's my question today. And you know, and our text club is pretty. It's it's a, the great thing about the text club at three five two seven zero. It's our way to interact via a very quick. Who knew, Derek? When we started, when I started doing this in like the late nineties, that I'd be referencing a text club. I wouldn't even know what that that would have meant. Yeah, we didn't text much in nineteen ninety eight. But but it's a way. And you can be anonymous. But if you want to throw out the uh, you know the the context in which oh Jack Derek, I'll tell you about this. Here was a tough way to end it. Whatever it is that you come, and I'll, we'll get to that in a second because there's a, it, if you missed it, there's a Kingsland Nevis final that, <laughs> if that if it doesn't make, I'm sure you go through a bunch of emotions. you go through emotions anyway if the team that you're pulling for or rooting for if you have a pony in the race you know falls. I was broadcast you know at case in point and the voice of UND football and uh, it, it it would they they could not get back over. Sac State, fall behind, tie it up. Fall behind, tie it up. Fall behind, fall behind, tie it up, tie it up. You know what I'm saying? And then then fall behind, tie it up, fall behind. And, and it's one of those games. So trust me, I've been around long enough to, to experience whatever as a fan. I've been outside with North Dakota State as well, uh, broadcasting there. So it's all good. Now those that were following the Bison this week. I, I was joking this morning on my sports there. Going, I could have started the sportscast off going. In the opening round of the FCS playoffs, Drake rushed out to a three nothing lead on North Dakota State. Yeah. Then the Bison went on a sixty six zero run. <laughs> could have said that. Unfortunately for Drake, you know, and they lost to South Dakota State seventy to seven. Lost to UND fifty five to seven. They lose to North Dakota State sixty six to three. And I think it's not a terrible program. It's just you know they they ran up against a team from a conference that without question is is stronger conference, and then they ran up against a team that has lost one game in the history of its FCS playoffs in their house. All that wasn't a good combination, Derek. Do and you a think team that's playing well now that JMU is in FBS? I mean, should we get to the point where? The Big Sky and the Missouri Valley Football Conference just think about having an eighteen playoff and against <laughs> each other, own, and, and they're having a bowl game of their own. You even know, and maybe maybe sprinkle a little Colonial Athletic in there, or maybe uh, no. You're just like no. This, I, I just, just form your think, own. I mean, let's say someone's going to have to make some waves here for me to think that it's anything other than those two yeah. conferences. Because just look at the final the past couple of years. Well, well, I mean, that's just, I mean, we, the cream is rising to the top. Sam Houston State, they're up now. I mean, I just think we're kind of to the point where you know, something's got to give here with maybe even the bottom five of the FBS and then, of course, the top two of the FCS right now. Right, and one could have argued that uh, that that the way that, that SU is played late. I know we took some calls last week about the eight wins. Some of them weren't exactly, you know, maybe maybe the schedule wasn't as strong this year. But uh, one could argue that late in the year, the way NDSU is playing, that, that they too – I wouldn't have been shocked if they'd have been a seeded team. To your point, Derek, I wouldn't have been shocked if 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 they would have gotten in. But it is what it is. 
and you move on. So, you know, Youngstown State wins. You know, South Dakota State's now will play Mercer. That's who they'll get at home. Um, first time Mercer's ever been. Good luck, Laddie, because that team is is incredible. South Dakota, I'm curious. They, they probably have a little more team speed on defense than North Dakota. I witnessed that firsthand. I'm curious. Oh, that's Sac be, State, that's, intriguing. that's yep. an incredible game uh, because Sac State and Caden Bennett, you get yourself a quarterback that can do stuff with his feet as well as his arm, you got yourself a dangerous dual threat, and uh, then you've got enough power, uh, rush game. Didn't stop much, but scored a lot. So that's the that's reminding me of my years doing games in the Big Sky. I when I you know? listened to your game, and I listened from start to finish. I thought I was calling. I was listening to my game over mm-hmm. again, where they won the toss. They decided to take the, the ball, ball and they went down and scored fast. I, and so that that's what happened Friday with the the Barnesville Prep Bowl championship. And I said, oh boy, here we go, a track meet. And that's not what North Dakota was looking no, for. No, you didn't. I, and, and and you look, look. I've been talking about athletic quarterbacks. Over and over again now, right? And my uh, heavens, I mean, it, 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 that it really, Derek. That is the now you can get a pocket guy, and that's great too. If you got a big beefy line, you could run the football and play act off. I we understand that's how many teams. Let's that's a lot of teams win that way. But I'll tell you, as you said, we get a you get a dude that can escape, and you can't contain him. Eh, Fifteen yards, twenty. Have you ever seen a game? And this has nothing to do with anything. There, that game Saturday in Grand Forks, Southland officials, I believe, and I'm curious what what was called or not in that conference this year. And I'm not saying that there should have been two penalties, and literally uh-huh. one penalty on the same play that turned into a, a personal foul afterwards. It's a face mask, and then some jawing and things. And then boom, another flag. So literally only one penalty that had two derivatives of it. Called during the entire yeah. game, and what I mean, I think there was some talk of a little bit of uh, grabbing of the uh, jerseys, maybe it on might, the outside for some of those outside runs. When which, a quarterback misdirects yeah. out of a pocket and runs for fifteen or twenty, sometimes there it might be a me, yeah, might be a hole. But I don't know. I, I mean, Mike Berg and and, I, and Joel Heikamp were, were falling, and they weren't. You know, they normally look for that stuff. Mike looks at the line, looks at, it, right. and, and there wasn't a lot of. It, it just wasn't. Coach Berg was like, you know what. Nothing to if there was there was maybe on both sides and it was it was let go. I, I it was a, it was zero penalties on Sac State and and one basically on North Dakota. Derek, I've never been in a game that has no. featured. No, it was it was quick. It was wild. Yeah, for for a high scoring game, it was it, it flew it's by. Fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it was interesting. I, I think one thing you know you couldn't waste any possessions, and I just wonder. I always talk about turnovers. If they could have just scored before the first half. Well, and I'll it, talk with Bubba about that today. That you To know, me, you, you nailed a little bit of what was on my mind because you're down two scores, but you have the ball heading in towards the end of the first half. Yep. If you score, you're minus seven, and then you saw what happened in the second exactly. half. Exactly. Back-to-back stops that, and back-to-back scores. Because you know you're getting the ball to start of the second half, and you just be in that, oh. on that side of it too. You know, it's, it's tough. And, you know, the game I called, the same thing where – the first fumble didn't turn into a turnover directly, but it turned into from, you know, would have been third and goal from the four instead of third and goal from the 18, right? And there's not a lot of plays in that offense for third and goal from the 18. And so that was a tough thing. And so you had that. And so essentially, I think you'd say four turnovers to one. That's always the tight swinger. Speaking of turnovers, do you, have you ever watched a game? I don't know if you were back soon enough to catch this. Where you really think now, as a Viking fans, I felt mm-hmm. this maybe in a couple of NFC Championship games that we, I think, one texture actually mentioned in your little question okay, for the day. Okay, okay. Where you actually think the Lord Almighty wants a team to win because, like, somebody is faded. Yeah, like, to like win? something is going on because Alabama has to punt to Auburn because Auburn's defense uh. is stepping up again against that high-powered offense. Alabama's punt returner slips. Like someone pushed him down from the heavens above, like, like, like. and he falls and he fumbles and he didn't even really have control of it because he slipped on his rear end. The ball bounces off his chest and Alabama gets it. So sometimes, so everything is going fine for Alabama at this point. Then the snapper, as the quarterback is not looking, it goes back. So it's fourth and goal from the thirty-eight. Fourth and goal from the thirty-eight. I've seen that before? <laughs> yes. And some for some reason, Hugh Freeze's defensive coordinator says, we're going to have like four guys up there. 
but they're not really going to rush the quarterback. Right, gonna, they're going to contain him. Listen, I'll take my chances with this nifty little quarterback right. running 38 out yards compared to not hassling them at all. If, if he goes beyond the line of scrimmage, that's fine. It was the worst prevent of prevent defense because anything can happen <laughs> yeah. on a Hail Mary, right? Right, right, right. Especially from 38 yards. I mean, sure. you've got a, a SEC quarterback and throw yeah. 38 you're yards. Tr- you're trying to meet the ball at its point. You, you hope and the one of worst thing you can do if you're Auburn is let him catch the ball. Tackle him, interfere with him, do whatever. Anything. Don't let him catch the ball in the corner of the end Anything. zone, and that's exactly what they did. How about that? That had that was one of the most yeah. amazing finishes I've seen, and a, a series in over the last twenty years has been giving us some yeah. pretty amazing that's, finishes. You're exactly, yeah, you're you're out of the money, and I and I didn't see it. I got back late, oh, but I watched the, I watched enough replays. I would watch Saban's reaction replay. I watched this replay. I watched oh, yeah. that replay. So that's my question today. On the text club at thirty-five two seventy, game that you were either involved in, watched, didn't have a horse in the race, but but certainly you could feel the angst uh, that that in, in relative to the context and what it was. Now the context in that game, Derek, is that Alabama probably still feels that you know, you know they're in they're in this bracket, you know that they're still here. Um, As you can imagine, a few text messages have come in about the Atlanta NFC Championship I, game. Yeah, I I would think by the end of this power yeah. hour. We should have said that and that, then everything else. That might be yeah. the, the most in here. But I'll go local on you, too, and, and we'll get to the phone lines here in a second at 237-3767. So good luck to the winners in the FCS playoffs and should set up some nice, intriguing matchups in round two. Uh, North Dakota State and, and Montana State yeah, the built one in. Bozeman's kind of big. Built in, yeah. Just, just, just get there early, stop into Bob's Burgers right downtown, <laughs> get yourself a good meal. Get over to Bobcat Stadium and then just take in the the beautiful scenery there, of Bozeman, and and enjoy that. That's uh, that's going to be a a good one. And and you mentioned it. I think uh, Sac State in South Dakota uh, should be a oh man, an I, absolute that's intriguing. That is that that is offensive firepower versus defensive juggernaut, mm-hmm. and that, something's got to give. And I can't wait for that one either. Uh, the Vikings and Bears tonight. We'll get into that. Uh, hot teams. MSU and Dragon men's basketball on fire. Copper's playing some pretty good ball, too. UND men on fire right now. And I mean on fire right now. Yeah, they're now. in a nail-bite city right now. The, is Kevin O'Connell coaching them, too, these one-score games? <laughs> Paul Sather, yeah. Paul's going to be like, okay, I guess we're just going to win games by two points. Oh, One of them was on a dunk in overtime at How the buzzer. That? A buzzer dunk to win you a game. You don't see that very often. Not at all. You see shots. You just don't see buzzer dunks yeah. to win games. So that's it. And then tonight, the Bison men are playing uh, Tim Miles. Yeah. San Jose State at 10 I'll o'clock tonight. I'll be cold by that time. Yeah. yeah. 10 a.m. Well, you get up at 2. Sonny Gray is a Cardinal. Kenta Maeda is a Tiger. Uh, we'll have time this week. Probably a little bit more tomorrow, but we can dance there if you want to. I mean, it, quick spitball on this is that the Vikings probably feel – uh, that that their their rotation is good enough. I don't think the twins, that, yeah, yeah, or the twins. Excuse yeah. me, see, I got Vikings. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, too much. There's too much sports. The twins probably feel Derek that that that, that their rotation is sustainable now. But I don't think that's to say that they're not going to go out and, and 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 grab something in a free agent market. Well, they want some depth, in, in right? Our, yeah, you because have I mean, to. let's say everyone stays healthy, it's not the worst rotation in the world. You got Pablo, you got uh, Ryan, right? Yeah, you got. Uh, Louis Varlin. Yep. Bailey Ober. Bailey Ober. And, uh, and Chris Paddock. That's, That's what it. they're looking at. And, and Paddock coming back feeling good. Right. And, and, and belonging. No, they and have to stay tribute. healthy. That's the other thing. Yeah. And Frank, normally they don't. Frank Reich is out in, in Carolina. How about that? Uh, that was that came down just not too long ago. Uh, what were they expecting, though, this year? Yeah. I, I don't understand that one at all. So I, there, there are some moves uh, that are happening. So yeah, like to, to say normally do good, bad, ugly, and great, and we can do that today. But the text club really for those heartbreaking games that whether you had a thing or, or not. Let me ask I, you if this: If I'm Kingsland, yeah, ooh, well, that's tough. You think that you think the phone's ringing at the MSH? Now, granted, I always say a referee. Yeah, calls are calls. You got to put yourself in a position not to have something not that doesn't go your way. To be the end all be all, you know, it, you still have a lot of time in between a game to to separate. But when it comes down to a play at the goal line, where that ball 
Certainly appeared to me, Derek. Well, then they looked at it and the call stood. And it stood. They went to the yeah. replay. And I'm thinking, that football's That's... over the. Now I'm looking. Well, you know what I feel Neve bad get? for, too, is Nevis because you're looking. You don't want that over your head, no. right? And then that's, no. and that's. You don't that's, want. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's the thing is you, you played your you know what off to get to that point. You don't want and, it to 20 year reunion. No. Someone saying, well, that was a cheap. Yeah. You know, you don't want it. And, 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 and hopefully. If you don't know Kingsland, that's. Uh, they, they won the uh, the uh, level. Nine, nine man. Uh, nine man. And it came down to the last play of the game, and the Kingsland uh, team is down, and the quarterback uh, keeps the ball, just rushes over like center right. You know, it's a scrum. It, it goes yeah. in. And, and it appears he got in, but no call is made. And so they go to the replay, and the replay, ooh, does show the ball in his right arm, and his right arm, right shoulder are by and in kind of the goal line. It's it's past the – it's pierced. Yep. It's gone through the plane. And they came back and went, the call stands, and they didn't, and and it was just like, whew. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you, I'd hate losing that way, and of course, last year at this time, I'd hate losing the way DGF did last year. And that, that's another one that comes to I mind. Mean, that that was I still my heart still breaks for my in friends the Fargo Dome. Oh my god. Yeah. Can we take a call first, and then let's go to Rob. Yep. Rob. I'm sure he's got to gloat a little bit about uh, uh, the Michigan. He, he Michigan. had Charles Woodson. You see Michigan. Charles Woodson on the sideline. Oh. Oh, my heavens, how he's losing the, his mind. How about the – hey, what was the attendance, Rob, at that game? 110, 109, 110, 111? Oh, I, I think they were closer to 120. Oof. I'd have to look it up. Goodness gracious. There's way it, too much red, though, in that unit. I mean, there was a lot of scarlet. I think it might have set a record, though, for uh, – oh, sure. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to throw in, since Jack was talking about it a little bit earlier in his monologue there, or before he got in there, right. Derek, you know what? You know how the saying goes, you know what prevent, prevent defense does? Prevent prevents you from winning. winning. <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. Yeah. there's one thing to play prevent defense, but you got to hassle the quarterback a little bit. What's the sense of having right. four guys standing there and just standing there? And that's all they did. It was ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, you, you think you'd at least have them like half rush and then try to like read the quarterback where he's throwing and try to maybe tip it, deflect it, knock it down. You know what I mean? Like, sure, certainly. Sure. Right, getting a grill. Well, get take it up. a penalty yeah. more than just getting let him throw it. That, that, I don't get yeah. it. Well, really, in yeah. two folds, we saw what happened in the Eagles when you do bring a pressure in the red zone against Jalen Hurts, and all of a sudden they, oh. I mean, the sea opens, and all of a sudden you can't make. So it's really the 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 span of both both defensive calls. But one, this is the thirty eight yard line. That's what I mean. The difference yeah. being, you know, one being deep and how much do you apply, right. and the other being close. And do you really got to apply everything? You know, it really is the, sp- the difference of two plays. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That, w- that was a heck of a game, that Bills-Eagles game. Oh, it was phenomenal. And, uh, a whole, by the, whole by the way. Schedule slate of games. Who's picking the games at our friends over there? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I seriously, seriously I, I understand someone there might be a cheese fan. But let's let's kind of get with the times here. The, yeah. the game of the week. Were you like me going, how fast can this game get over well, so that, they can it, shoot it to Philly right now? That's embarrassing. It really is. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. I mean, the, the Raiders are irrelevant. I understand we got a Chiefs Bobo over there. But, I mean, the, the game of the of the year, one of the games of the year was the Eagles and Bills. I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, Rob, now we've chewed up. So normally on my show here, I, I let the callers take it. We've probably, I've chewed up into some of your wedge. So what do you, <laughs> what do you got I, coming up? I, I, just, I just wanted, of course, say look, look at us now Michigan of course they got the job done maybe not as impressively as the last two seasons but uh you know they tried to do the hamstring harbaugh or I guess you could say they did but they they prevailed they you know they overcame it um I I'm sure everybody's focused on football but um I don't know if you guys noticed their um may not be a great team this season by record or by the fact that uh, one main player suspended, but the Wolves won again on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, years past that game, you know, they, they don't necessarily win that game or if they do, they, you know, barely win it or something. So they're, they're stacking road wins, you know, against warriors and Pelicans and Grizzlies. I mean, all uh, kinds of, uh, to that point, positivity. to that point, and to your point, <laughs> to a point where I'm like, could we please get the Bills Eagles game on? So then, I, then in revolt, I went over to watch uh, Ken Burns baseball feature, and uh, they're <laughs> <laughs> they're running through uh, Yankees. You know, they're running through Joe Torre and what it meant to him in '96 and all that. And they asked Joe Torre uh, the question about, do, do you need good chemistry? Is it the good chemistry that presents their winning? And Joe Torre had a great point. He says, I don't know. 
I think winning creates great chemistry. It helps, and uh, and I'm not so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not so sure. You know, you can look at Michigan. You can look at any team that is winning, and the chemistry is there. You can pluck the head coach. Well, <laughs> who knows where he's been? I mean, he's been he's been gone on two occasions for like half a dozen <laughs> games, and they're still winning. So, yeah. I think Harbaugh right. means something, but it's you know, yeah, it's it's they've got it rolling. They've got can it rolling. I can I offer a couple of quick observations, and I'll let you fellows go. Thank, yep, Doc um, Phil, standing by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say uh, for um, unfortunate, you know, like you said, angst uh, when, you, when you felt it. Michigan lost, uh, I think it was 15 or 16 a game to Michigan State in their place when I believe Michigan State blocked a punt and returned it almost as time ran out or yep. with only a few seconds left. That was that remember was that, wrenching. I do, yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Our, our friend Jamal, who was at Channel 11 for oh, a while, yeah, yeah, that's he was right. outside the stadium mm. reporting that the Michigan held B- on to big win. Big MSU guy, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, and, he's... and then that didn't happen. And more. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and more locally here, I don't know if you guys remember it, the Spuds football team, I believe it was 2019, had a crazy playoff game against um, Brainerd. Oh. Oh. And that tight end catch when that Brainerd, yes. I think it was Brainerd anyway, the team, like they ran like, four pass plays all game and they were up and the spuds were up three. And unfortunately like Brainerd tight end caught a touchdown for like 40, 45 yards. Huh. I think yes. the time ran out. That's they won a good that like recall. 55, 52. Boy, that's a that recall. Was, that was pretty, that was, that was pretty gut wrenching, but Hey, on a positive note, I'll throw one in. Boy, I'll tell you as a kid watching, um, uh, growing up watching, um, the twins and of course, you know, Kirby's home run and we'll see you tomorrow night. Right. That was uh and then the following game seven. Anyway, those those are just three I thought I'd throw in Good there. Stuff. Sure we talked about them in the past, but you guys have a great day. Thanks, Thanks for the call and the stuff on I appreciate that, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on that, that's a great, but we are looking for heartache. <laughs> Not necessarily, but kind of looking for heartache. It was heartache for the Braves. It was heartache. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll break, come back. I just oh yeah, yeah, I watched uh, another time, another topic. Uh, come back, uh, Doc Phil coming up around the corner. Justin Jefferson, obviously not going to play tonight. Uh, doesn't, doesn't appear here in KOC talk. Then they got a bye week. Uh, that hammy, how tricky is it? Uh, that more, Doc Phil next on 740 The Fan. Veterans, your mental health is important for your overall well-being. In an acute suicidal crisis, there is help. The Compact Act allows any eligible veteran, whether enrolled in the VA healthcare system or not, to go immediately... Give me the news, I got a bad case loving you. Doctor? 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 What's up, guys? Dr. Phil Johnson, it was good to see Doc Phil uh, in Grand Forks this weekend. I don't know if you hung around for the, the hockey. That was pretty big. How did we bury even the hockey? They took two again this past weekend, but... Uh, Doc, we've had a previous caller already got a lot of Michigan love in, so that took care of that for you. How are you doing, Doc? Good, good. Yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> it's uh, interesting times we live in. Who needs the head coach? Golly, it's a uh, it, it, and and, and it, how big is the chip on Wolverine fans' proverbial shoulder right now? As far as well don't they just feel like they, they're getting picked on and then you know yeah okay we're, we're we'll be the scapegoats we'll impose our own penalty on Harbaugh because yeah we're like we're the only ones doing this kind of, so we we're all us against the world you know and not to say that doesn't work by the way <laughs> from an institution yeah, right but that's almost the feeling I'm getting like with like Michigan going all right watch us watch us you know okay let's clear it up okay Ohio State used us against the world. Michigan uses us against everybody. Oh, that's what it is. So you've got to be careful. <laughs> and then you're really going to get going. But, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, I think I think Jim Harbaugh is a very good coach. He's a very good person. He does a lot of neat things around the campus, he and Jawan Howard, and they've really kind of turned that program around. Um you know, there's just a lot of people that love to hate Michigan because they're successful. They've been sure. successful for a long time. And, and so, you know, I think the, the thing of it is, is that all these people that are throwing darts at them, they may want to be careful because they may be coming back at them. Because I know that this is not just an isolated event with the University of Michigan. You know, I, I think everybody at some 
former along the line is doing something. You know, the old adage is if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Um, there, there's something going on here. And, and I don't know if, it, if it's, it's because he's, he's raised the ire of them for some reason. He doesn't have a lot of comments, to be honest. He lets his players talk. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But, but if it indeed it comes out that he had nothing to do with this, and it was just this guy going off on a rogue mission as far as the, you know, the scouting and things. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to eat crow, and it's kind of like, okay, now let's look at your program. Let's see what you've been doing. Mm. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because it was very interesting that all of a sudden the Big Ten just closed it. Boom. Okay, done. That's fine. We're good. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shut them down for four. We're gonna shut them down for a handful of games and. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's done. Yep, we're, we've closed it. Everything's okay. See you later. Why did you do that in the first place? You know, what, if it was so damning, you would have think they would have said, okay, well, that'll pen the further investigation and everything else. And so what's the NCAA got up there asleep? You know, it, 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 it really kind of smells a little bit, to be perfectly honest. And I'm just trying to be objective and independent as much as I can. But it just kind of smells a little bit here. Um a lot of people with some some sour grapes or whatever, but you know, I guess we'll just we'll have to wait till it runs its course. I don't have a lot of faith in the NCAA to be perfectly honest with you, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with and where it goes from here. But there is some movement, and uh, Derek and I was talking. You know, Frank Reich was let go today in Carolina in the NFL. Don't worry, Frank's going to land on his feet somewhere, and he's going to you know, the all the coaches in the FBS level that have been removed from their jobs. Probably have decent buyouts. So they, from a financial standpoint, yeah. everybody's all right. If I had their money, I'd burn mine. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, that's it. But my point is on this is that where's the line, Doc? You've been around a lot of major sports. You've been a lot of major college sports, all of this stuff. And I noticed that, that Texas A&M has hired Mike Elko. Elko uh, was a uh, was a uh, uh, the DC at A&M, then you know vaulted that into a head coach at Duke, and now. A&M's job opens up, and they hire Elko back to Texas mm. A&M as the head coach, right? So my point is in that, whether it be a Nick Saban or the Harbaugh's, you start picking your 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 top-notch level college coaches, all these people seem to have something in common, and that is they surround themselves, Doc, with good people, much like you would be as a as living. Why would you surround yourself with people that tear you down? Instead, just surround yourself in your circle, people that build you up and all that. But that's the one thing I see, Doc. And it's not that 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 Michigan they're winning in spite of Jim Harbaugh. They're winning because he surrounded himself with some pretty good coordinators and coaches, right? Well, I think they're winning a little bit because he's the lightning rod, and they've fed off that. They did this for him. So after the game Saturday, what did the team do? They... they went to Coach Harbaugh's house. Huh. They went to Coach Harbaugh's house and celebrated the victory with him. I mean, you know, that tells you a lot right there. Right. The guy has has control of the room. The guy is loved by his players. And let's face it, you know, you got to want to play for the guy that's telling you to get out there. And and so oftentimes that doesn't quite happen. Um you know, we're we're in a day and age where everything's driven by money, let's be honest. You know, the, the loyalty factor is, is extremely low from what I can see in a lot of things. But Jim Harbaugh came to Michigan because he loved Michigan. He played for Michigan. He did well. He wanted to restore, you know, the program back to the level, kind of what it was, you know, back in the heyday. And, and I think to some degree he has. But people, for whatever reason, um, have taken – taking a strong interest to try and tear him down. And I don't know if it's because he was an NFL coach and coming back in, you know, is there that? I don't know. I, I, there, there's just some things that just don't quite add up here because he is a good guy. Um, well, I know you so, need, I think he's quirky and I think he's, you know, he comes yeah. off, he comes off arrogant, I think sometimes. And that's what gets him. You well, know, people may mistake, mistake right. quirkiness for arrogance. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, and, and you could be right there. I mean, yeah. you, you could be right. But it's interesting. He doesn't like to talk a lot. He, he wants his players to talk. He goes, this isn't about me. Uh-huh. And he has said that over and over. This isn't about me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the head of the program, but it's about these guys. Talk to them. And I know he's – I see him do that all the time. And I think that's great. I know that's that you great. win with players, too. I don't mean to say that, that it's, it's yep. just all coaching and their assistant. Obviously, you, you win or lose with players, period. I mean, yeah, it's – Well, you're exactly right. I mean, um, who runs the day-to-day practice, really? It's the assistant coaches. Right. I mean, you're, 
every head coach will tell you that. Yeah, the head coach has the head man has the ultimate say, uh, you know, about everything. But but the reality is, you surround yourself with good people, you're going to get good results, and that's what you strive for. I like the. Uh, I was reading an article on uh, prior to the uh, the uh, Michigan Ohio State game. I was reading an article in the wake of it, and uh, and uh, where was the comment? Harbaugh had two messages for Moore, who stepped in for him now. You know. Uh, and he said uh, the two messages were love you and be you. And the latter meaning be aggressive, be what you do. Go out, and, and those are the two messages that he sent to his, to his assistant before that game was taken out. Love you, be you. Nice. Pretty short and to the, to the point right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really think they're, they're a big family. They really are. And, uh, it's it's just fun to see, you know, and, and my daughter relates to that, too. I mean, she grew up with, you know, uh, Coram was, was just down the hall in her dorm and all those guys. Sure. And so she, she's got a little bit of a connection, and she relates that now and then, and it's pretty cool. But um, but she said, it, it's really interesting, Dad, since Juwan and, and Harbaugh have come to campus. It, it's like a big family again, and it's a, it's a really, really interesting atmosphere. The uh, we'll get off Michigan here in a second. I'm sure there's probably a lot of other maybe non-Michigan people, but Derek, you're a huge. I mean, we're all college football fanatics, but you're like one more level. Uh, equated to baseball, Michigan's not the Yankees, right? No, right, Doc. The I'd say Notre the, Dame's more the Yankees. Okay, yeah, the Wolverines aren't the Yankees in this scenario, right? No. I mean, that's what I would say. Right. I, I think I would say that. And I think you're right. I think you're right, Derek. You know, I mean, you know, the, the whipping boys is the Irish. Everybody loves to see the Irish lose. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say Notre Dame. I think, I think the Yankees, Notre Dame, and Duke are in, this, in Dallas are in the same category. I, I would agree. Alabama, Alabama's in there a little bit. Yeah, they've, they've yeah. entered that realm. You're for sure. right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So what's Michigan? Like, like the Red Sox? No, because the Red no, Sox went through where they didn't win. I think Michigan and Ohio State are kind of that Red Sox, Atlanta Braves mold second, you know, a little bit. Second, you know? had some success. The obviously. 90s Braves, I should say. I didn't dislike the last run of the Braves, but you know, I, I think they're just kind of the Patriots mold where you just kind of are tired of their success, right? And I think that's kind of the rest of the Big Ten. That's the way they feel about it. But that's nothing new. I mean, how long did they call it the Big Two Little Eight in the Big Ten when it was right. still just the Ten, you know, before Penn State came into the fold? So – it's well, this has gone on for a while. It has, but the whole adage is okay, get better. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just get better, get better recruits, get better coaching. You just got to figure it out. And I, you know, some of the teams slowly have figured that out, um, but you know, not all of them. And it's it's interesting to see how the Big Ten has really kind of slid. I mean, you know, there was a time when Wisconsin was a powerhouse, you know, and Iowa was a big powerhouse, and 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 everybody has just kind of slid backwards a little bit, and and the two the two juggernauts have remained at the top, and why is that? Well, they have the ability to attract those good recruits and keep them, I guess. I mean, they've lost some too, but um, golly, I don't know. I mean, they they just uh, they have a lot of pride in those 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 schools and they just seem for whatever reason to attract the, some of the better top-notch players and they're able to mold them into a, uh, a team that, that is successful. And, you know, lo and behold, they, year in and year out, they're always up there. Monday roundtable, Dr. Phil Johnson, orthopedic surgeon, Jack Michael, shared Derek Hansen. Doc, you're building a collegiate football team and you're going to figure out what you want at quarterback. Are you thinking this? I'm going to get some big, wide bodies. Every farm kid from here to Oxnard on that front offensive line that can protect, protect, and block, and I'm going to get a pocket guy with a cannon arm, and I'm going to get speed on the perimeter, and we are going to get a decent running back that's going to be able to run behind those big, wide bodies up front, and I'm going to play act, play act, play act. I'm going to go deep, and I'm going to run. I'm going to do that. Or am I going to grab a guy that can can be a massive dual threat and have the knowledge to disseminate between when to throw and when to escape. Which way are you going if you're going to build a, a collegiate uh, offense? I'm taking your first option because you had a lot more in that one. Okay. The big, you've big... Got, to have the, got to have the line. You've got to have the perimeter players. Um, you know, and, and, you know, there really isn't 
truly a pocket passer these days, it seems like in college football. I mean, they they all have to be able to get outside a little bit and, and run. But no, I, I think your your first option was the best. But you know, it's it, it's sometimes it's like the NFL draft. You, you take the best available player that will come to you, um, and, and and make that player better. I mean, that's what they did with JJ McCarthy. Um, he has just metamorphosed over the last couple of years into just a really really intelligent and, you know, and a very talented quarterback that oftentimes makes the right decision. So I, I take your first option. Yeah. And Derek, would you go that way? I watched Jalen Hurts, who was with the, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't know, it's not just about Jalen, but <sighs> frustrating when you're the team that, that's not the Eagles fan watching him. He's frustrating to me. Wow. Cause why? Cause he's, he's just, he know it seems like he knows the difference now of when to and when not, he just knows, you know. And I, I, I man. Well, I'll tell you this: uh, watching him at Alabama and Oklahoma, I would have never guessed he'd be that this good of an NFL quarterback. Hmm. I mean, and so the Eagles saw something in him so much so that they gave up on Carson Wentz, right? Kind of passive aggressively, you know, really yeah. drafted him that early, and it kind of split the locker rooms. They had a little tough time with that whole thing, and it certainly set back Carson's career, but. He is one of the best in the league right it's now. It's incredible no question. what he does. Yeah. I don't know, if Doc, to what Derek's point is, is that, is that just a maturation of him, just a cerebral knowledge of, okay, I can't run around and get my body banged up. I better figure this out quickly and be coachable here. And now look at me. I'm one of the best in the league. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's the experience factor. And, and some of those guys continue to mature. Some of them level out and play out and plateau. Um, and, you know, obviously – and if you look at him, his physique, he has really been in the weight room a lot, too. So, I mean, he's hes really taking care of himself and his body, and he's trying to make himself as, as good as he possibly can. But but obviously, you know, he he has that that next-level knowledge, too, because he's able to read those read those defenses really well. I mean, look at that last touchdown. I mean, he knew that that safety was coming up. He was going to go the other And And Kersey goes out and lays a block, and he's got, you know, it's, it's, it's – And then we could – we could have run through that. Yeah, probably. makes one yeah. cut. Yeah, and you, if you're gonna, he reads that. He, if it, you're gonna bring it, if you're gonna bring a zero, and you got everybody matched up, it's yeah. over. He knew it was over before he got in that end zone. Well, he took I'll, I'll say this too. You, you know, he who reminds me of. And we got to go back to yesteryear as a left-handed quarterback that played for the 49ers. Steve he, Young. Steve Young, because yeah. he reminds me of that yeah. where he he just runs smart, and he probably runs more than most guys, but he runs smart. And you know what I'm seeing more and more with him is that I'm seeing more and more of an Aaron Rodgers and and a Tom Brady where he comes up to the line of scrimmage and he knows what that defense is going to do. Yeah. He's starting to pick that apart, and that's why he's so successful. I mean, he just he's really knowing what the safeties are going to do. Or and it's really interesting to watch that because uh, the more you watch it, you go, "Wow, he's he's got it all. He's he's got it figured out for the most part." And that's why they're they're very successful. I mean, they've got a good line too, and everything else. But but it 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 starts with the quarterback. He makes that play run, and he knows what to call and what not to call. And I think he's just becoming more and more experienced in in how to do that, and it shows. Before we uh, we we kind of uh, two more things on the docket for uh, Doc today. Uh, the first one, only because it was on this date, eighteen eighty nine, that Curtis P. Brady was issued the first permit to drive an automobile through Central Park in New York City. So I asked this question on uh, on our brother station, our KFGO News and Views, and this is for Derek as well. Uh, Doc, what was the car you took your driver's test in? Do you remember? A 19, yep, a 1970 Pontiac Tempest Wagon. Ah, <laughs> you know the next question. Did you have to, or did, did you I have to PP parallel park? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, how'd that go? Good. Nailed it. I nailed, nailed it? it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nineteen seventy-two Dodge Dart Swinger. Oh, the same. Ooh. I think I got. I don't know if I did uh, one. I think I might have miscued on one, but it, so you were a seventy wagon Pontiac. Pontiac Tempest wagon. Tempest. Silver. Silver and it was, and it was a stick on the column. Oh, on the floor. oh wow! Time out. Ah, see, ah. you you ace that. You're born to be an orthopedic surgeon. You know, 
<laughs> Derek, I'm curious. Your driver's permit taken was in what car? Uh, that red 1986 uh, Ford Taurus that we've talked about before. Yes, that's a very uh, memorable mm-hmm. vehicle, the yeah, Ford. It is. And, uh, Taurus. But and the, the parallel parking thing is I uh, I did one too many steps, but he didn't fail me, but it just, I just got knocked off. I think I passed. I think you needed a 70 to pass. I think I got a 71. Was it the scene in the in Austin Powers? I don't know. Where they did about, he's trying to park that. It took about 16 moves because you came in a little bit shallow on the parallel. It wasn't quite like the, the pipsqueak girl in Police Academy that barely talked, but, you know, and she did the driving thing and then <laughs> screamed at the end. It wasn't quite like that. Doc, so. I'm pretty impressed, well, my, though. So my, I, question, yeah. my question is, do they make you do that anymore? Because a lot of these cars parallel park themselves. Oh, Could you imagine? Question. Could you, you? You don't even have to. You, know? you just hit a button now, and, and I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm curious too. And then I, I threw this out. I, I think there's about eight towns in North Dakota. There might be more uh, that you don't have parallel park at all because you can park in the middle. Newtown, North Dakota. <laughs> wow. You can just pull up right. You know they have the parking in the media. Have you seen these towns? Uh, you park right right that. in the middle of the. Street. Oh, Park Rabbits is known for that. Park that, Rabbits, Lakes Country. I don't know how many there are in our region. <laughs> Text it if your town has parking in the middle. Doesn't Page do that too, I think? I think there's a few smaller yeah. towns that do that. Yeah. Todd Wash, my good buddy, he's from Newtown, North Dakota. So I remember Newtown Newtown does that. I'm thinking they don't have to parallel Newtown, park. they just they still have things for you put your tie your horse up to them, don't they? <laughs> you now now you're in my neck of the woods. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I told you my first radio gig I was playing uh, just top 40 music and I kid you guys not. And I'm at KDSR, so there's a little plug to FM 101.1. And I was working at night, and and I heard a... (laughs) And I look out the back of my window, (laughs) and a girl with a radio Walkman on, Walkman, that's right, on a horse, leans into the back window of our studio and says, you know, could you play Steve Perry? I love that. (laughs) When I said that, I wasn't wasn't ripping on Newtown. I think that's actually cool if you'd have people pull up in horses. I think that'd be awesome. They called, I went, no... I'm the, living. The prairie, the prairie Schooner Restaurant down in McLeod, North Dakota. You can ride your horse to that. Oh, I love that. That is cool. Uh, here are your open. Here's the other thing. So I'm glad I got that out. Uh, that was going to be my text club question today, but we asked about you know disastrous, heartbreaking endings after that Kingsland uh, Nevis uh, game. Oh, I, I've got one for you, and you guys probably remember this one. Speaking of the University of Michigan, okay. uh, I can't remember exactly the year. was must have been like 1993 or 4 or something like that. University of Colorado against the University of Michigan, last play of the game. Oh, I watched that live. Said, Do not let him throw. And that was uh, it. Was Michael Westbrook that caught it. Who was the guy who was a quarterback? Cordell really Stewart. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart. And he launched it, and Michael Westbrook caught it. Game-winning yep. touchdown, the Hail Mary. Cordell could sling it, by the way. Keith Jackson oh, had the call of that. I was watching it at my house at Bemidji yeah. State. I'll never forget that as long as I live where I was. Derek, that Derek Doc has a steel-trap collegiate yep. football mind. Yep. That's amazing. You know what? I can't believe that we've been sitting here talking about, just within the last 10 years, some of the UND hockey heartbreaks. I mean, oh. the Gophers point oh nine or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be yeah. up there. Um, Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, well, then I think, well, I think when you thought they won it in overtime here at the Shields Arena, and then the offsides, yes, yeah. the off, the phantom offsides, and then you know, oh, yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you got to go yeah. through the heartbreak to get to the to the other side. That's what it. And th- we've talked about this uh, with review all the time. We think that the Kingsland thing might have been a touchdown, but they said non conclusive. I still am waiting for the conclusive evidence on that offsides. Well, right. I really, that's my biggest thing is if it's not conclusive, how well, do you overturn it? Doc, such a you know situation? what we live in now, and Derek, I know you'll agree with me on this. You know what we're living in now, this day and age, is the call on the field. Yeah. Period. Because yeah. it's tough to overturn those babies, and you, you hope and pray the call on the field is the one that's going in your direction. Yeah, exactly. Because if it's close, it's going to stay, and I think it probably should. Well, Here's my whole thing is that I'm really getting tired of the review. I never have really liked it unless it's, you know, it's obvious, but um, the guys on the field nine times out of 10 are making the right call. I mean, that let's just get that out. Right. Yeah. Not an easy job. Right. That's right. No. And they do a great job. Except the last night, the NFL game, the late guy, and they, they, they had trouble. But anyway, uh, I, you've got this guy in the booth, right? Who gets all these different images. Okay. He can make the call like in about 30 seconds. Yep, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Move on. 
But we have to sit there and pontificate and look in front of these little monitors that sometimes when it's raining, you can't see. And just let the guy in the booth say, yes, it's a good call. Let it go. Boom. We're done. And, well, and you know, we don't need all of this, you know, pontification or all of this political joint like, well, I think it was this. What you see? It was those. No, the guy up in the booth, that's what he's getting paid for. He can make the call now. Boom. He agrees with you or he doesn't disagree. Yeah. He disagrees and you move on. That's my 90-second rule. That's it. Yeah. How about this? You guys remember Love Connection. You know, every audience two member had a buzzer. Yeah, two and two. Chuck Woolery. Every audience member had a buzzer. Who they got? And they got to choose for the who they go out on a yeah. date, right? Isn't that how that works? Maybe we just arm the the country. And- that maybe is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we're getting a lot of Ann Arbor response. Yeah, exactly. It is Michigan's ball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will say this. I don't want to ever get rid of replay because my high school, I don't know how, that might, that high school game might have been a little bit more nip and tuck if it wasn't for a fumble that was okay, well, uh, ruled on right, the well, ground. Right. Yeah. Yep. I want to throw this in there. If we're going to, if we're going to rely on technology then to, to make the game better, I don't want the side judge spotting the ball. Hmm. That's interesting. How many times do you see those guys not spot it correctly? Right foot, left foot? Daily. And it's a matter of four inches. It's off. Put a laser tag or put something in the ball, and you can tell. They should be able to do that. That's yeah. not a you bad call, Doc. Right? Yeah. That's, Running uh, in from the side saying, oh, I think it's here. Here's my foot. Well, wait a minute. Your foot's like four inches wide. When you are literally dealing with a sport that is a game of inches. Inches. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a pretty – it's better than my love connection. You know, to your point, arms. the yeah, NFL has started this expedited review thing that has really worked much better, you know, where they're yeah. just saying – I mean, and well, they, they can keep it going with that. We don't, need, we don't need sideline markers either. We don't need the chain gang anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, chain gang guys were great, but we don't really need them anymore. Well, they, they don't ever be, measure. No, they should be able to laser that thing instantly, oh. you know, where, right where it is. And you just have a laser pointer right on the sidelines that just – you can tell. Oh, I mean, yeah. We're going to go technology. Let's go big. We're coming up with such great ideas today. That's no, we're okay. solving the world today. Doc, Jack thanks. Michaels. <laughs> started with your started with like your your heartbreaking text yeah. in today, and that that continues on. Uh, I had one senior year of basketball block charge call went against us. Oh Lost yeah, I've North. heard this story many times. My good Doc buddy Phil. Juno Pintar. I told you I held him thirty two points or thirty four that game. Not many held Juno down, Mister Basketball. That's pretty good. I was able. How, to, how often do you say, man? I held him I held down him to, to thirty two. I, I held him, but in his case, that's I, a pretty good deal. I, I held Juno down to like thirty plus. <laughs> we were running a three two zone. He was on my responsibility anyway. Doc, uh, good stuff, buddy. Thanks for the time as always. We'll chat at you soon, bud. All right. Have a good week, guys. Yeah, good stuff. All conference teams have been announced in the Valley. We'll talk about that when we get some time. Common Man coming up next. Taking your heartbreaking text today. We might as well just get it all out. Uh, back with more today at 740. The Fan. We'll get to those texts in just a second. Common Man coming up around the corner. 740. The Fan. KNFL. North Dakota State claiming nine spots on the all-Missouri Valley football conference teams. It was announced today. Uh, the Bison had seven first-team selections, including senior uh, Hunter Brosio, selected to two spots, a first-team fullback and long snapper, right guard Jake Kubis, left tackle Jalen Sundell, defensive end Dylan Hendricks, linebacker Logan Kopp, and safety Cole Wisniewski also made the first team. NDSU quarterback Cam Miller finished third overall in the uh, Missouri Valley Offensive Player of the Year wow. behind Isaiah Davis and Mark Gronowski. Both guys that play for South Dakota State, by the way, running back and quarterback. So that was uh, great. Uh, Joe Stoffel, uh, tight end, made an honorable mention. Rajan Nelson, all-purpose player and punt returner Jaden Price, and place kicker Griffin, uh, Griffin Crosa. Derek, uh, UND landed seven on there. Luke Skokna, uh, named to the uh, the first-team return specialist, honorable uh, mention, all-purpose player. But uh, Bo Belquist, second-team wideout, Donnie Ventrelli, second-team O-line, Wyatt Pedigo, second-team linebacker, C.J. Siegel, second-team defensive back, Easton Kilty. Uh, honorable mention offensive line and Ted Mullen, honorable mention linebacker. So, to get I'm happy for up. Cam because I think you and I would agree that the bar's been set so high wow. at that position at that <laughs> right. school. We're kind of underappreciating <laughs> what Cam Miller has brought to the table. Exaggerating here. here, but it's like, okay, who we had? Jack Buck, Ernie Harwell, <laughs> Ben Scully. <laughs> 
Cam, good luck with that next announcement. Yeah, job. It's I almost mean, like that, right? right? In the collegiate yeah, football room. Guys who are drafted in the NFL in the top two. I mean, that's that's to his credit. He's had a really nice career. I know they've had three losses this year, but I wouldn't want to play them right now. Would you? Not I mean, at all. If, if, I mean, if you're if they, you're vegan, you're going. Oh, you're kidding me right now. Seriously, yeah, they figured some things out. That yeah. uh, that, uh, that. Well, that, and I think that UND loss might have woke them up a little. Probably bit. did. Probably shook them into a like, okay, fellas, what is this? SDSU is SDSU. I mean, I just yeah. think that's the yeah. big eight hundred pound gorilla. And right they're now. also on the other side of the bracket mm-hmm. than NDSU. Do we have more heartbreakers? Yeah, we do. We, we don't got have some a, good ones here. Um, Bonnie obviously, Tyler music. I was at this game as well, Game Four of the Twins Yankees, two thousand four. Ruben Sierra goes deep against Juan Rincon. Twins had them in Game Two as well and blew it. Yeah, well, I remember Guardy. I really second guessed him because Mariano Rivera's up, and they go to the righty lefty thing, so they put Jason Kubel up, who hardly played that year. Kubes, but we all knew with that cutter, he liked going up against lefties. Yeah, so you put Lou Ford, who's an inside pitch guy anyway. And Lou Ford should have been pinch hitting there. So I'll never forget that as long as I live. And they blew it too. And then Brad Racky, remember at the time we're talking 2004. So right. the seventh inning stretch was like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so Racky's out there waiting. And right. that's where Guardy probably, time, should, right. probably should have put him out in the right. eighth inning. I remember having a conversation with Jack Sunday about that because I was an ex- they were talking about that. I said, that has been a factor with Racky in long innings before where the offense was really doing well. Right. You want to take him out of there? I'm sure you know Simeon Coaster probably talked about that. Almost at starter games this year in those big games, you almost have to dictate when you actually yep. do start warming up because you can get over right. heated. Um, I was at the Insight Bowl in Tempe. The Gophers were ahead 35 to seven at the half over Texas Tech, and then the second half came up. They lost 44 to 41. I remember this game very well. I was watching at the old Galaxy in Barnesville, and they fired. Uh, Fire Glenn Mason the next day was probably the worst move that they made, if you look at it, because then the Tim Brewster area came up. Right. Um, let's see. UND versus Duluth at Shields Arena. Shields Arena's been a tough one it for has UND. It's been a Five it's... overtime game. Remember that? Oh, my. Region final. Brutal <laughs> loss. That A stacked roster that year. Yeah, that's That's true. a sad part. You don't even have to go back that far no. for some of these heartbreakers. Yeah. Um, my, my, the other thing I do have to say, too, is uh, one of the biggest heartbreaks ever, You know, speaking of the Gophers, they might have went to the Rose Bowl, and they blew that lead on a Friday night against Michigan. Remember, they had to move the game because of the postseason, and they were up, and Abdul Khalik throws one of the worst interceptions you could throw in that situation, and the, it just went downhill after that. I'll never forget that. So that That's probably one that haunts Glenn Mason to this day. So. I feel like we're getting a little cathartic here, yep. getting all these heartbreakers. Someone out. mentioned, uh, we should say this too, Jordan Love kind of finding himself now, which is I, well, true. I mean, you, you know, saw that Thanksgiving Day, and – Someone mentioned Michigan could be the Yankees. They're the only college football program with 1,000-plus wins as well as many championships. So they have 11 that they claim. Well, The last one was 1997, and then we're talking 1948 before that. I mean, the Gophers have more claimed national championships. I mean, yeah. let's face it, the national championship was kind of I don't disagree. Then. You know, Notre Dame, its own network. You know, they're not its own network, but a network that, that certainly locked in deals with yeah. them and has had them on, and it's been about them, and it's this and touchdown. Private I get school. It. And, yeah. I get all that. But uh, Michigan's got that. I don't I don't think the Texas are wrong. You make a good point. You make a good point. I, uh, I can start going through some heartbreaks, too, and a ground ball off the middle of CHS field well, in somewhat, St. Paul, and, uh, oh, yeah. and then I could make the point for Milwaukee on Leo Pena's base hit up the middle. So anyway, <laughs> how about this one? And you remember this one? I'm, we're way over time here, but someone mentioned uh, 1998 State Legion A baseball championship. Jamestown defeated Bismarck in a wild pitch, an intentional walk. Oh, yes. an intentional walk. Yes, yes. I do, I that's I got it. Oh, but we'll revisit. Common man coming up. Thank you. Dot com and next on 740 <laughs> the fan.